0: Hello everyone, this is Sala with Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support and for all the shares that you guys continue to do to get these episodes out there. I appreciate that. I never take that for granted. Today's topic is about womanhood and the milestones that we as women go through. When I'm in session, I find that there is quite a bit of women that do not empathize with the level of adaptability that they have to go through that is quite different from males. And and let me explain, because in no way do I say that men have it harder, women have it harder. I think If I just explain the perception that I'm going to explain today, hopefully it will clarify for you why women go through a very significant, like you cannot escape this type of changes that women go through. And women are not empathetic to their own changes. They're not empathetic. They are not nurturing themselves during those changes and milestones, which results in the ultimate dismantling of the self-love that we may have or not have, and also our limited ability to become resilient, to bounce back in tough situations. You know, I want to start off when changes really begin to show show themselves in a way that is is very not controllable, (laughs) and that is during our adolescence. Now our bodies are going to begin to show prominently breasts, hips. At this point, Women or young ladies become, begin to be sexualized. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. And if you don't fit a specific category, a lot of the times women are harsh on, on women, on other women. And also men are harsh on women in a lot of ways. There's a lot of pressure that happens during that age and I even have many of my patients that have teenage daughters, they they lose that empathy of how much change is happening. So a lot of the times, us teenage girls are going to be much more apt to having what we know as false confidence, to be able to deal with the people around us. Because this is an important time where we think we must develop our identity. And it's kind of a false... uh, idea because it's not there is no real handle on what identity is but yet we attempt to do that around that age very important we do that a little bit earlier but this is the age where it's really important it's in our face you know are we with the gothic crowd are we with the um the smokers are we with the cheerleaders are we with the jocks which part of the crowds are we relating ourselves to And if we are not part of a crowd, how will we cope with that? Many times, it's false confidence that helps us deal with some of the challenges that we face during adolescence as women. And we may look like we might have an attitude. (laughs) We look like uh, we might be impulsive. We might be uh, too needy for independence, but at the same time, highly codependent. This is where this huge contrast begins to show itself also age appropriately. But all of this is not a shock, but to our bodies it is. Also, our periods are an indicator that we are, in fact, carrying around a restriction that boys don't have to deal with. And many times, I don't ever hear in our culture that a woman gets her period and it's, you know, a fantastic thing. Let's go ahead and celebrate. And it's very, it's, it's, it does happen, of course, with some families, but commonly, you know, if a young lady has an accident where she's leaking blood and it gets to her clothing, a lot of the times she's made fun of. A lot of the times, uh, it's not a, a very empathetic response to that, to that young lady. So this tells me that we're really not stepping into our power as women from early on, early on. And somehow we think that it's dirty or gross for us to bleed because men don't. And it's an implication. Even if we don't say directly, it's an implication that is implied from our response to women that unfortunately have uh, bleeding mishaps. It's very difficult. There's a lot that goes with it. Hormonal changes, cramping, um, physical swellings, changes. I mean, a, a, a million of... Things that happen in our bodies every month that men do not have to go through. And yet we do not empathize with that at all, at all. And a lot of the times, even women, right, as adults do not empathize with their periods, do not empathize or uh, seek self care during that time. A lot of the times are kind of intolerant of the fact that they're on a period. <laughs> which is a beautiful thing that we are on having our period because it means we can have children. And that's a great thing. That's part of our womanhood. That's part of our culture as females. But it's still not accepted even as adult women. It's like it's like a burden. Um, instead of kind of accepting this ch- these changes every month, we resist them. We resist them. So that's an important milestone. This is actually where it starts for us. And really, womanhood becomes inconvenient. And I could see why many of us begin to seek acceptance or approval uh, to alleviate this self-perception about us being an inconvenience because we're women. So at that stage, we become very much built with self, with false self-confidence. It's just for us to survive. And I get why we do that. Right. And it looks a little, you know, out there. Uh, impulsive and extreme is not done with wisdom, of course. So going into our 20s, very interestingly, we now seek physical independence meaning that we either go to college or get an apartment go on after high school to seek some kind of physical independence and that could even be getting married as well that's a that's a form of physical independence for women but this is what happens it's it's really important to note that this is also a time where we're working on intimacy our ability to to carry relationships this is where our codependent traits in relationships will start showing itself as a way to keep a partner or carry on a relationship however we were taught or we have seen as women growing up and what other women in our lives were doing in their relationships we tend to start mimicking that in some form even if you're saying no no, no i'm not like my mother i hear you a lot of the times we do become like that <laughs> secretly, secretly, and still say we're not like her, right? But it it is happening. I bet you money that it's happening at this point. So I want you to think about 20s being where we start going into the workforce. And now our identity again has to reshift from false confidence into something new, into something that has to do with a career or with our partner, our identity now starts to attach, unfortunately, to something outside of us. So it could be, like I said, a job, a partner, kids, whatever. It's, it, it's, it, that's when it starts to kind of really transform once again. It's an, it's another milestone that we meet in our twenties. We get lost in that time too. We get lost because our attempt to seek identity too quickly and put a name or put a finger on it, our attempt to do that, you know, whether it's with our career and all that stuff, it gets us to be, it gets us eventually to be trapped. We might think that that is our identity and we now start living in somewhat a fear of keeping that identity or having to stick to it. It traps us in some way as women. It really does. And everything around that time is experimental. It's not like we stopped experimenting. Everything is is becoming experimental. Our dating, our uh, maneuvering around relationships, having work and relationships, uh, all of those are, are an act of balancing and 20s are known for that. They're known for the uh, experimental time of our lives. And it's an independent experimental time because at this point, there's nobody checking in on you. There's no parents and limited amount of friendships that are checking up on you, telling you what to do. And so you really are more independent than you were before. It's a lot going on. It's overstimulating. Our 20s can be overstimulating for us as women. And we expect a lot of ourselves, we expect to really put a finger on our identity at an early time in our 20s that I am a teacher, or I am a therapist, or I am a police woman, or I am a mother, or I have to put my finger on it, which is is false because it we're still not seeing that we are women and there's it's our identity is not attached to any one of those things they're just they're just things that We enjoy doing or they complement our life but we're still not getting that our identity is not going to be attached to that or we don't want it we don't want to attach it to that we don't want to end up attaching it to any of those things because we could lose them and then if there's no self-love that we've been working on through that time then we're going to get our heart really really broken it'll be hard to bounce back moving into our 30s 30s are a great time for us because it is the time where we start to stabilize emotionally speaking i i hope but a lot of the times we we don't and there are areas in our life where we still are making the same decisions because out of familiarity whether we stay in the same types of relationships um, but this is also a unique time because biologically our clocks are tick. I would say early in the thirties, and some people say twenties. I don't know. I'm I'm between I'm between both twenties and thirties. Our biological stock clock starts to tick, and this is an important milestone because some of us will have children, and some of us will choose not to do that. The people that have children, I've noticed that this there's a milestone that men do not do not meet, and women are not empathetic to, and that is motherhood. If we have children, what ends up happening is that we lose ourselves somewhere in the idea that we need to uh, be all about our children, because if you do any self-care, that you're selfish and you're not paying attention to your children. It's an extreme thought, but many mothers have that. Many mothers have that idea that I got to go one way or the other. And a lot of us get it from our own mothers and we perceive that that's how it's going to be it's that we it, the, the idea of balance in motherhood is very rare but it's very necessary Because men don't go through it, they're not going to show much empathy to the idea of motherhood. And that frustrates many women. I get it. But I don't think necessarily men need to show empathy towards it. I think women women need to show empathy towards themselves when it comes to this important milestone. And in dealing with their balancing of self-love and prioritizing their self-care in order for them to help their children but if i'm irritable and i'm stressed out and i'm trying to do everything all at one time and not getting time for myself not caring for myself as well i'm going to quickly start blaming the children on the fact that i gained the weight and I kept it kept it on or i'm i don't know i don't take care of myself cuz i don't know what that what what i look like being a mother and being still a woman which was a big thing even for me I remember having my baby and for a while I was going through this phase uh, of I didn't know how to dress. You know, Tala in her 20s was very clear on how she dressed and how she looked and what she she did to take care of herself. But after having a baby, and of course, they need you, it really put self-care to an extreme in the back burner. There was little ability to balance that out. But for me, I really knew that there has to be a good balance of it. Like I always had it in my mind that it had to be a good balance of self-care because I don't want to resent my child. I don't want to uh, think that my child is somehow the barrier between me and my self-love. I don't even want to give that impression to myself subconsciously. So taking care of myself became pretty important. And reinventing myself, reinventing what Tala looked like as a mother was really important. It was a time going through my closet and getting rid of clothes that don't make sense today in my lifestyle and really starting to build stuff that does make sense into my lifestyle. So it was really all about inner cleansing, which resulted in the the outer cleaning of my house. Many things started to change because it was a reflection of my change on the inside. And because I was able to balance in no way where I thought that because I took care of myself, that my my son would have less than anything. On the contrary, I think he has a mother that's not irritable all the time, that's not like wishing she was doing something else or taking care of herself instead of just always being about her child. I could do both. It can be done with both. And if you are kind and empathetic to yourself and really work through this important milestone as a woman, as a woman really pops up and questions, you know, who we are physically speaking on the physical world and on the internal spiritual world. Who are we as women? Putting less of a finger on it. I don't need to know today who I am. I don't have this need to have this identity attached to any of these things. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a therapist. I'm not just a, just a sister, just a daughter. I'm, I'm not, I'm not just one of those things. I'm grateful to be as fluid as what life allows me to be. This perspective has helped me change and continues to do that. I'm not cured from, from anything. <laughs> I still sometimes wonder about the balance in my life because can, I can get caught up real quick in the rush that I create in my world, that I, the things that I need to do and that I can't do with ease. And I could, I could f- make myself believe that I really can't balance. But in fact, it's a false thing. I really can balance anything else that is not balanced needs to help me look at getting to be balanced. So any if anything is off balance, it's just a warning to help me to get back onto balance. So motherhood is a great way to really start relinquishing yourself of this need for identity that we were so about in the 20s, you know, that we were so attached to in our career. And now we want to make it about just we're just a mom. And it's none of those things. Let me tell you why I don't want it to just be about you're just a mom. No, motherhood is part of your womanly, beautiful experiences. Because later on in our 40s, what's going to happen is that their children going to start growing up. 40s and 50s are going to grow up and move away from the home. If we put all our identity in being a mother, in taking kids to soccer practice, to activities, to being involved in their prom, being involved in everything. If that's all our identity has been for many years and we have nothing to cushion ourselves on or balance that out, then when our children leave to go upon upon their own journey and in their own independence, we are going to have a hard time. (laughs) We're going to have a hard time because we leave a big hole that was filled in by our children and we never attempt to balance that hole out. We never seek to understand that our children are independent too, that they're going to seek their own milestones, right? And so let's say in our 40s, we start having teenage children. We're going to have less empathy towards them because we want them. Listen, we even tell them like, oh, look, I've done everything for you. Why can't you just follow the rule? It's like f- silly things that we say to our children that really don't make sense because I just told you that they're going to be free just like we are and they're going to go through this process. Now we're going to get into them leaving eventually. Now we're faced with our self-love or lack thereof. What kind of relationship did we have with ourselves? Did we water the garden on the inside or did we just leave it to be watered by somebody else? At which point they leave and then we're, we don't even know what, what, what to do, how to plant seeds, how to pick out and trim or prune our gardens, nothing. We don't know how to do any of that. We're just stuck. So I ask you to think about and prevent this concept from happening right around. Actually, as soon as you hear this, if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s, start working on releasing the identity that's attached to anything that can really be impermanent in nature. My children need to be free for me to say that they're part of my identity is going to keep them stuck to me, is going to keep them from their journey as well. And I don't want them to think that I am sitting here at home feeling bad and and feeling tormented because I have nothing when they leave. What? I don't want to put that guilt and burden on them. That's not my thing. And I want to work on that way before that happens. So when I'm free on the inside, free from placing a name onto my identity or activity to my identity, beautifully, I can deliver that to other people too. In my presence, they don't have to perform to fulfill anything within me, you know, and all I'm there left to do is just support and love them. Even when they're going through their false confidence and, <laughs> and identity seeking stages, I'm still there to help with support. So I hope I caught a few of the milestones for you that I think is going to help you guys out just to kind of look at and, and ponder on because it's really important for us as women to believe that we are different and our needs are different we have strong milestones not only mentally but physically people physically because even around that time we're going to later on we're going to go through menopause and that's another huge physical change that's pretty important so all of that is to show us that we are in fact evolving and that if we try to put a label and an identity that's so rigid to uh, in in our world about ourselves we're going to have a hard time coping with change and when it decides to change as life will and i need you to love all versions of you all versions of you that evolve and change along with your womanhood And that really symbolize that you are a changeable, ever-evolving human. I love to know that my female body is the evidence of the fact that I change and that I need to work whatever inside of me to stabilize and deal with whatever that's happening physically outside of me, right? I need to be able to stabilize within. And by loving all versions of me and accepting them, I'm able to move along and become more emotionally mobile. So if my identity has been about being a therapist for so many years, when I retire, what will I have left? Will I struggle in retirement? Uh, I see that a lot with, like I said before, military women that have gone through uh, years and years of military. And thank you for your service. If you if you're one of those, and if you are currently serving, thank you so much. You know, what happens to them when they leave the military? It's like, it's like, what do I do now with myself? What do I got now when all of my identity was about serving in the military? It was about my work. So they, I need you to really rethink whether you need to have an identity that you can put your finger on. Can your identity be flexible and evolving with life? Will you be a better, more stabilized, emotionally speaking, individual or rigid? So we're going to change. That's what what I'm going to propose here today. Us as women, we are going to change. And these milestones are just to show us that we are ever-changing. We need to empathize and respect our own changes and involvement. I hope that makes sense today. I hope that makes sense because I know I I started with adolescence and kind of worked up to 30s and 40s, maybe a little bit of 50s. So, and just talking about the importance of adapting our life without the need for identity. That's really what this this was about today. Being able to do our self-care the whole way through. Being empathetic, nurturing to ourselves while we're doing it. Because I'm telling you, we go through a lot as women. I just only named a few things. But come on, those are the loud and clear things that we're not really empathetic to. Our periods, our motherhood, giving birth, our bodies changing, and having to figure out what to do with that body afterwards. This is a long process that could be very terror, that could be terrible to us and to other people if we are not self, we're not practicing self nurturing and self love and especially self compassion. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on this episode. I hope this was helpful to you, whether you're a male or a female listening to this. I, I hope this gives you an idea. Uh, of the the milestones that women go through and teaching us that we need to be empathetic and compassionate to that. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me. This has been an episode of Drive Through. <music>